Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. And just remain standing for a while. Because you know, I figured out I, I have to stand all the way through the service. So this is just to help you a little bit understand how I'm feeling. My voice might be tired, but my spirit is full of energy today. Because we're in a a God-given moment. The church globally is in a God-moving moment. And so are you. Everything about your life is going to change. Everything that you thought that wasn't going to grow is going to start to grow. And everything that has been removed from you stolen from you or died because of neglect of you is going to be restored. So there are things that are stolen from us. There are things that died because of neglect. But God wants to say something. When He starts to redeem He doesn't look for the excuse, why was the thing broken? He goes, I've come to break it up. I've come to build up. See, see, God's not into excuses. God's not into say, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Oh, I don't know if I'm going to rebuild that. God is into rebuilding. And God's going to rebuild you whatever you may feel that you have lost, stolen, neglected, is going to be resurrected. You know, uh, this is not in my notes, but this is what the Holy Spirit told me while I was um, just doing worship. When Jairus' daughter died, they came to Jesus and says, don't worry about you, Jesus, anymore. She's dead. You know what Jesus said? She's not dead. She's sleeping. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. The thing you thought was dead is sleeping. You just need to wake it up. See, everybody, everybody around Jesus was going, it's dead, it's finished. We need to take the next process is to remove it from sight. And God says, no, she's asleep. He says, he, he came to wake up Jairus' daughter. And I believe we're in a season where God is going to take you back to where you've lost things and going to call it forth. You're going to wake up what was lost. So, Father, we just come to you right now in the precious name of Jesus. And we just ask for your anointing to be upon us, upon our church, upon everything that we are doing. Father, we just thank you that things are not dead, they're asleep. And, Father, I just thank you there's going to be a grand awakening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Come on, how good is God? How good is God? You know, last week, we're doing Vision 2020. And... uh, One of the big milestones that you need to do is this, is that God's vision and your personal vision for your life are interlinked. 
So everything that God wants, that he says, this is my kingdom, is interlinked with what God has put inside of you. You know, last week we learned when they couldn't find Jesus, it said that, he said, you know, he said to Mary, he says, you know, I've been away, we couldn't find you for three days. He goes, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? I want you to get, you need to understand something. He was, when he talked about the father's house, the picture was this. When God took the children of Israel out of Egypt, the central point, he said, I'm going to, first you need to build me a tabernacle. So they had a tabernacle that moved with them. So when the tabernacle stopped, the people stopped. And everybody was camped around the tabernacle. So the tabernacle was in the middle. And if you can picture a cross, it was right in the middle. So when God took the children of Israel out of Egypt, the one, one of the amazing things that was there that was never happened before was that a nation was controlled by the house of God so everything they did depended upon the house. So the children of Israel came out of Egypt with multiple gods. They, they were serving. Now they came out and God says, I'm going to build a new house. And in this house, my presence is central. You camp around my house. And the house, what happened in the house affected their planting their sheep, their children, their wealth, their health, all of their prospects. Everything happened because of what happened in the temple. You can say amen. So if we don't understand this, that Jesus says, I must be about my father's business. He was saying, I must be about the business that affects everything. So here's the concept that religion that has that see religion is living by information God's life is living by revelation So when every time you see God's house he's talking about a father a house has a father a house has a mother So Right from the onset, the children of Israel had in mind, when the temple prospers, we prosper. When there is problem in the temple, there's going to be problem out there. So what you find, that all the way through, is there were not two separate entities. There wasn't the house of God and then my house. There wasn't God's temple and my temple. God was saying to the children of Israel, I want to show you a brand new way of living that is so beyond natural belief that everything happens because of what happens in the house. So Jesus comes and says, we can't find you. I have to be about my father's business. Now watch this. We also learned last week that Jesus says, I need to go up because I need to prepare a room for you. I need to extend my house because it's got to fit you. 
I want you to notice something. Jesus didn't say, I'm going to give you a house in a suburb where the kingdom is. He says, your main dwelling place is going to be where I live. So your house is my house. Every time we have our grandkids over, they come into my house and they treat it as their own. If I don't want any, if I want to save something in the fridge, I've got to hide it. If I don't want them to find anything, I've got to put it in the safe. Why? Because what happened with them, we brought up our kids, now the grandkids, that this is their house. They're not going to mum and dad's house, they're going to their house. And when we start talking about vision, if you separate God's vision from your vision, that means that the energy and the power to fulfill your vision is directly dependent upon you. It's all about you. That's when we, that's when we get into um, Matthew 6.33. It says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be what? Isn't it interesting? God never says, I don't like things. God never ever says, I don't like you having things. I don't like you eating well. I don't like you driving well. I don't like you flying well. I don't like anything well. I need, you know, if you want to go to Queensland, you need to walk. It's good for you. Do you realize God never ever said anything about not having things? Watch this. This is how much God loves things. When Solomon was a young man and he inherited the kingdom, God came to him and said, Solomon, what do you want? And Solomon said, you know what, I'm young, I'm unschooled. How do I pastor the greatest nation on the globe? Give me wisdom so that I can pastor your people. And God said this, because you chose wisdom, I'm going to make you the wealthiest man on the globe. Think about this. God said, because you didn't ask for things, you asked for the first thing. You asked, how do I pastor my house? Because you asked, how do I pastor my house, I'm going to make you the wealthiest man on the globe. Isn't it interesting when you, see, when you start to see it through that, when you start to understand the book of Psalms, sorry, the book of Proverbs. Proverbs says, seek wisdom, because within her are riches and glory and honor and favor. You good? So God's never after things. But what he was saying this, if you chase after things, you neglect the house. If you neglect the house, you stop my power flowing to you. So facts separate us. Revelation binds us together. So when, because revelation comes into a house, that's because there is unity. That is why in any house, even in your own house, where there is disunity, you're living by facts, not by revelation. Come on, nod, nod your head. I, I know, now, so when God says this, when he came to, um, back to earth 
and he says, I'm going to put everything back in order. He's going, our first thing we need to put in order is we need to restore the house. So he says, I'm going to go into the house, build my house. I'll give you things. But I want you to notice this. You need to get this straight down there. He wasn't teaching us a pattern how to get things. It's not a principle. It's sonship. Because we are born in the house. Now watch this. Because you and I are born into God's house, so every time God's house gets extended, your house gets extended. Because, you see, if we live in a spiritual realm where we are not part of the house, we're not part of the vision, that means when the vision expands, that is why there are really needy people going to amazing churches. I was just to wonder, how is it that you can find such utter need in such an influential church? The reason being is this, is that the people that give themselves over to the house of God receive what's in the house. They'd stop attending. See, the difference between a servant and a son is this. When the work is done, the servant goes back to his home, the son goes back to the father's house. That is why is the son lives forever, but not the servants. So what's happened within us over generation, we have my house, we have God's house. But when we start talking about vision 2022 is this, is that today I'm going to leave my house and I'm going to move into God's house. What every time God's house gets blessed, it touches my family. Now, so God's doing this. This is BR. What COVID-19 has done globally throughout the church and throughout business, people have stopped building. People have stopped hoping. People have stopped um, dreaming. But 2022 is not a time to stop and rest. It's a time to get up and build. It's building time. So in other words, is this, what's been, you go, man, I have to, you know, I might have to rebuild that relationship. I might have to rebuild my finance. I might have to rebuild this. We might have, you know, we've got to rebuild ministries within the church. All of those things. But when it comes to now, thinking is this, from now on, we're thinking building in the house of God. We're not thinking of building outside of God's house. So it is God that gives us the blueprints for this. It, it was really interesting, and I'm going to deal with this right at the end of the message. I, I remember just talking to Paul Wheat. You know, as a young man, I said to you last week, is that I never wanted to give my heart over the line because I, had, I wanted to do things. I, I had dreams. I had desires. And I thought, if I give myself to God, all of these things will go to naught. And I've now realized I was so wrong. I'm going to show that in a minute, in a moment. But the first thing we need to be doing is now is this, is we are not building alone, we're building with God. Every part of your world, you are building with God, not for God. It's a huge difference. The huge difference is this, is God, I am not an employee of the kingdom. 
I am a son of the kingdom. An employee is a servant. He gets rewarded for what he does. I get rewarded for just being a son. The rewards of the workers go to the sons. The worker gets his wage and that's all he gets. But a son gets the fruit of what has he earned. So watch this. Now, when we start now talking about building, building Faith Life Church, building the, you know, the kingdom of God, building ourselves, when it comes to building, we need to do it God's ways. Now watch this. In Malachi 7 verse 11, it is there, God was talking to the children of Israel and he says, you're going to have to start to build. Things have been broken down. Things have gone astray. You're, you got used to it. See, one of the things that COVID has taught us is how to live with restrictions and get used to it. Come on, how many of you realize that you've, your houses are more probably comfortable now than they ever were before? Right? Because you have to live it in 24-7. You get used to it. And God says, now, I want, COVID is over. Spiritual COVID is over. Things are over. God is into restoration. And listen to this. When he comes to building, he says this. A day for the building of your walls. In that day, the boundaries shall be far exceeded. I want you to notice something. When God rebuilds something, he never rebuilds it to the same measurement as you had before. It's like this. If you had a 15-square house and a hurricane or something happened and it was broken down and now you're going to rebuild it. God says, okay, if you're going to rebuild it by yourself, you've only got enough probably to rebuild the same 15-square house that you have. But if, if we do it with me, maybe we can do 100 square on top and another about 30 square underneath garage and maybe buy your next door neighbors and extend your property. See, God is not into giving you back one for one. He says this, a day for the building of your walls. In that day, the boundaries shall be far exceeded. Everybody say far exceeded. So God is saying this. is because you're working with me, I'll do the extension. What have you lost? God says, I want to extend it. So God is saying this. Now look at this same verse um, in the message translation. Oh, that will be the day. A day of rebuilding the city. A day for stretching your arms, spreading your wings. All your distressed and scattered people will come back. All friends and family from faraway places. What's he talking about at the end of the day? He's talking about relationships. He's talking in that day, that was Cut off. That was removed. God said, when I rebuild, I'm going to bring back all the things that you couldn't bring back on your own. How many of you know that in sometimes when you get into a relationship, it gets so muddied that there's no way to fix it? You feel like there's no way to fix it? And God says, you can't do it on this level, but on my level, you can. So God is moving us into this direction. 
He's saying, you and I are building together. So therefore, because you are building with me, I am building with you, we are going to extend your borders, extend your influence, extend your lifespan, extend your finance, extend your happiness. We've we got to get moved from God will give us one for one. We've got to get away from, well, I think I've lost it. He says, in that day, a day of rebuilding your city, of day of stretching your arms and spreading your wings. What does that mean? Is that you should be flying but just walking. You are designed to fly. Eagles do not hunt like a chicken. I remember Bishop Jakes made an amazing comment. He says, if you keep running into turkeys, you should start flying. You should be flying. So God is saying here, I am into extension. I want to extend. I want you to say how much God loves increase. Have a look at Jabez. Now, Jabez, it's the story of Jabez, just so you can get a prelude to it. He was born, his mother had a, such a terrible birth, a really hard birth, that she named him after the birth. And she named him Pain. So his name meant Pain. But not only did his name mean Pain, he was restricted. There were so many things going around in his life. And I want you to notice something here with the prayer of Jabez. His name meant pain. He never asked God to change his name. He asked him to change his borders. Watch this. Jabez cried out to the Lord of Israel. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. What's the territory? Let's, let's go here. What's the territory for you? Okay, a territory for you, number one, is your territory is the ones you love. Mom, dad, children, grandparents, uncles. So it's the people you know. What's your territory? Your financial territory. In other words, your finances tell you what you can do and not do, correct? See, finances are a territory because they say to you, you've only got $10. So you're going out for lunch to $10. So your territory is, the, the fence of your territory is $10. Come on, agree with me. Because I know I'm right. Right? Because it's, it's, it's a thing called a budget. That is your territory. Your territory is your influence. It is where you live, how you live, and how many. Your territory is how many people can I help? How many people can I give to? How many people, as a church, what's our territory? How many missionaries are we supporting? How many churches are we starting? Who are we helping? See, everything has a territory. And Satan's job is to reinforce your territory. The Bible says the kingdom of God advances. 
So Satan hates advancement. Because any time your territories increase, his territories decreased. Why? Because you're part of the house. When the Father extends the house, I get the blessing. And when I extend the house of God, it, it happens everywhere. So what happens is this. Your prayer life extends the kingdom because you're not praying outside of the house you're praying inside of the house so every single time there is an answer to prayer the kingdom of God is increased every time you believe for a car and you get it the kingdom of God is increased every time you ask God show me someone to bless kingdom of God is increased that is why I, you know, I, I carry around cash with me. Because every time I see somebody at the supermarket or whatever, sitting there and there, head down, cap down, and the God says, extend the kingdom of God. How do I extend it? I give to him. I give to her. I take families that are begging. I take them into supermarkets, take them to restaurants and pay for them. Why? People go, oh, because you're, you're, you're a nice guy. Yeah, I am a nice guy. I, I seriously am a nice I look in the mirror every day and I look at it, man, you're a nice guy. But I don't do it because I'm a nice guy, but you know what I do it? Why I do it? Because that's how the Father extends his house. Jesus did it. There were 5,000. And God says, hey, hey guys, do you want to extend the kingdom of God? Why don't we feed these 5,000? When he fed the 5,000 plus the kids, he extended the kingdom. See, what happens is this is when you understand that everything you do, every breakthrough you have, you extend the kingdom of God. Every time you're nice to your wife, you're nice to your husband, you extend the kingdom of God. Every time you pray for your children, you extend the kingdom of God. Every time you pray for the government, you extend the kingdom of God. Now, watch this. So, so understand this. God's saying this. I want you to enlarge my territory. Enlarge it. So you, you, would, you, would, you, would kind of, you would kind of think, well, oh, oh, Ted, are you talking about Bless Me Club? Now listen to me carefully. It's only a Bless Me Club outside of the kingdom. It cannot be a Bless Me Club inside the kingdom because we are one. You, you good? See, outside of the kingdom, it's about me. Inside the kingdom, it's about the house of God. So then I understand if I'm blessed, you're going to be blessed. See, you cannot, one person in the kingdom cannot be blessed without affecting the whole kingdom. Because when the territory of the house of God is moved further, it's my territory as well. As for me and my house, we will. Now, listen to this. Bless my kingdom. And you would expect God to be kind of angry, right? Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. So I will be free from pain. Isn't it interesting that Jabez's name means pain and all that? Do you know what pain is? Do you know what he's talking about? The pain of a person that has to be carried by somebody else on a constant time. The pain of always depending upon someone else's mercy. The pain is I can, I can never advance. 
The pain is my territory is so small, I can't give. The te- my territory is so small, I can't give a gift of encouragement. My territory is so small, I can't help anybody. My territory. Do you, do you realize that you have a territory of laying on of hands? One of your territories, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Do you realize he's not talking about the ministry of people that have a ministry of healing? He's talking about people. See, your prayer life has had a boundary. Oh, I can't pray for that. I can't pray for that. I can't pray for the sick. I can't deliver that. I can't deliver that. Uh, hallelujah. That is, you can tell this. Listen to me carefully. You enter God's kingdom depending on others to pray for you, but you're not supposed to end up living in the kingdom for the rest of your life depending on somebody else's prayer. You notice that it's so ingrained in our kingdom to move forward. You know when you you have babies and you feed them? At at one stage, when you feed them, their hands are like that. Right? They just open mouth. Then they start to get older and they try to feed them, they try to feed themselves. It's a natural progression. We have a built-in system that says, I needed help now, but now I can do it myself. Listen to the progression. A baby goes, feed me, feed me. Then the baby says, I can do it myself. What happens next is then the kids start feeding others. What's happening? Their boundaries are being extended, 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 extended. Listen to this. And let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. In other words, is this. The, the pain of my boundaries, the pain of lack, the pain of all this. And listen to this. And God granted his request. Isn't it? I want you to just see what it's not saying that God didn't make a bargain with him. God didn't say, excuse me, are you good enough? God's not saying, I I, I don't get it. The Bible even says in some translation is that he was more honorable than his brothers because he asked for increase. Isn't it amazing what we've been taught, don't ask for too much? Don't ask for too much. He's, He's going here, listen to this. Incre- enlarge my territory. I want you to notice something here is what he doesn't say. He doesn't say Jesus by a few meters. He says, I want you to enlarge them according to your measurements. Let God increase your territory. See, your territory would be good. Oh, God, I want to get an extra $20 a week. That might be good. What if God's territory is instead of you being on a wage that you own the company? There's a great ministry. It's Bill Winston Ministries in the United States. And God gave him a word about extending his territory. And it was this. I want you to turn prisons into boarding houses. And you know what they do? Is that they go into their inmates and they teach them how to read. They teach them how to write. Then they give them business skills. And what they did on, um, I think it was just happened maybe just before COVID, is that they, that they invited all the top companies in Chicago, where they are, into the prison and showed them what the prisoners could do. Just about every prisoner that went through the church program got a job. 
Not only that, somebody came up and says, well, these people are going into, bus- into business and into all these places. They haven't got suits. So they bought them all high-end suits. What was it? The territory was increased. So what we have here is this. L- listen to the heart of God here. He asked God to increase his territory. What does it look like that God, you allow God to increase your territory? What does it look like? You know, when people say, Ted, bless my marriage. I go, well, I, I could be blessing my marriage. I just want to survive. But if when God says, God, I want you to bless my marriage, God, enlarge the territory. It could mean so much more. We are limiting ourselves by our own enlargement instead of God's enlargement. That's what he said in Malachi 7. You're coming to rebuild the walls, but because I am with you, I will enlarge it. Don't tell God what he can't do in your life. So enlargement, enlargement. Listen to this. I love this. In Philippians 2.19, says this in the Amplified. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. I just want you to stop there. I want you to see this. God says, my strength is to give you the will, not the willpower to do something, but to show you what needs to be done. But I also am going to show you how to make it happen. That is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. I want you to get this. God's pleasure is seeing you and I increase the house. Now, so that we are on the same page as a church is this. Every time we talk about increase of the house is that you're in the house and that the increase of the house affects my personal increase. We have to stop. You know, the Bible says this. Now watch this carefully. It's given in marriage, but it's a godly, godly mandate. It says, when God marries two people, he says, and let no man separate what I have joined together. Correct? But that also works with this. What God has joined together, let no man separate. You know what we do is we've separated Scripture. We've separated our house from his house. What God has joined together, let no man separate. God says you and him are one. Let no man separate. His house is my house. Separate. that That was pretty good. I like that. Now listen to this. So God says this. In extending the house of God, you will fulfill the desires that are in your house, in your heart. Now, look at this through another translation. This is through the Aramaic Bible. It says this, For God is carefully working in you both to desire, that means to, to do what he needs to do, and to do the things which you desire. For it is God who inspires you with the will to do the good things which you desire to do. I want you to notice something here. 
is that in our thinking, if we're not careful, we have God's, God's desires, my desires, and, and the two, uh, two are estranged. And we kind of kind of think, yeah, I, I know I've got to do this, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But my desires, man, I really got to work for. God says this. Now, let me read it to you again. I, I, I love this. Is that when I, uh, when I saw this in, in my study during the week, I just had to stop and I just go, man, this is just so good. This is like, wow. For God is carefully working in you both to desire and to do the things which you desire. Let me just ask you a really family question. What is it that you desire? What what, what do you want? When he, uh, let's just go, you you good? Okay, let me ask you a question. Um, Husbands, wives, what kind of marriage do you desire? Let's go up another level. What sort of finances do you desire? What sort of house do you desire? What sort of holiday do you desire? See, one of, the, one of the things that Jesus never did, he just said, listen, you're going to have to give up everything you desire and do everything you don't want to do to extend the kingdom of God. Do, do you realize that we've, we've been robbed? What, what is it that you desire? We've been afraid. What if I say something and God doesn't want me to have it? But this is written, this is written to his sons. This is written to people that are building the house. This is this. So what God says this, he goes, you're building my house. What do you want me to add to you? What is it that you want God to add to you? Let, let, let me just, just give you one. I've, I've always had a longing to bring Sylvie to Paris. Um, it was just one of, one of my longings that we could, you know, when we first got married, we couldn't do it. And I had this longing, I want to take Sylvie to Paris. And it was just a desire. And through, through a bunch of circumstances, we got to Paris, and the hotel that I booked was on the, like in the 10th floor, and you open the curtains and get what was right in front, the Eiffel Tower. I, I, I remember looking at it, and it changed lights every hour. I think for about four hours, I just stood out. But, but it, it, was this, it was this thing was, it was the desire of my heart to bless Sylvain. But it was also a desire to bless me. But I, I, kind, of, I, I, kind, of, I kind of watered it down for Jesus. And I just go, Jesus, it's for Sylvain. <laughs> and God says, duh, I didn't know. So, so, so I'm going to stop here because uh, there's a lot more I'd like to say. But it's this. As a church, what, what, let's go a, bit, a little bit deeper. What do we desire as a church? What kind of a building do we desire? Let's go further. What kind of ministries do we desire? 
What kind of... You, you know what? I, I think to me, personally, is when I'm looking at this through a new revelation, I'm thinking, God, I missed out, I missed out, I missed out, I missed out. And God says, no, Ted, you haven't missed out. He goes, I can build faster than your years. You know what? That God can give you something that would have taken somebody else 25 to 30 years to build. He can give it to you overnight. You know, he said, can a nation be born in one day? We saw it in 1947. So one of the things was this, is I, why don't we, what's the word I'm looking for? The word I'm looking for is the audacity to say, God, I'm going to be blunt, honest with you, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I want. Um, if you are religious, you want to tell God what he thinks he wants to hear? Come on, come Oh, 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 God, no, 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 just the cheeseburger. No, Jesus, just the cheeseburger. And, and not a fresh cheeseburger. You know the ones that, you know, I have the clock, and if he goes past the time, they have to throw it away. I'll have one of those. Yeah, no, no, God, because, you know, I just don't want to get proud. No, 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 God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if there's one from yesterday, I'll take it. And God says, I, I, I want to take you to the Hilton Buffet. But you, you, want, you, you want a cheeseburger? Because you think that makes me happy? What did Jabez say? God, extend my borders. And God was wrapped with them. God says, finally, I'm a son after my own heart. We need to get rid of all this religiousness. We need to get rid of all of this and go, God, I'm here to build your house. That's why in Hebrews 11.6, he says, you know, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. And God says this, it's because you're building my house, I'm adding to your house. So you don't have to strive in your house, in your power, in your might, in your that. You build my house. So as a church, as Faith Life Church, we are here to build the kingdom of God. We are here to build people. We are here to build ministries. We are here to build the best mum and dads in the world, the best kids in the world, the best worship in the world. You know why? Because it honors God. God says, ask me and I'll give you the nations. Don't ask for small. There is, listen to me carefully. I've searched the scripture. There is no scripture that somebody asks God and God says, you're asking too much. That's too... You're asking too much. You're asking for a steak, but I have a, new, I have a cheeseburger from Macca's. Enjoy it, and you will enjoy it. And if you don't enjoy it, <gasps> why don't we, in 2022, build with God and let him extend my borders? So here's what I need you to do. As a ministry team leader, whether you're in worship, life groups, or whatever you are, what are you seeing as the extension of God in your ministry? At your work, what are you seeing? See, God doesn't want you to go and make, uh, to go and get your needs met by, um, by using the employer. He wants you to bring the kingdom of God to where you're employed. Everything changes. So where we're going in 2022 is this. God, extend me. 
God extend my borders. God bless me so that I can be a blessing. Another version of the, when we get Zechariah, I'm uh, sorry, um, uh, Jabez was I don't want to be a pain to anybody else. I want to be a blessing. I don't want to be siphon people. I want to bless people. There is just so much. And God is telling us as Faith Life Church that he is going to rebuild everything that was broken, but he's not going to rebuild it to the same specs. So in other words is this, if he's not rebuilding the house in the same dimension that it was, he's not going to rebuild your life to the same dimension. And where we're going as a church and where we're going as people is we're going to ask God to stretch our borders. Pastor Silva and I were just talking today and then she just came up with a verse, you know, it says in Isaiah 55, it says, stretch out your ten pegs, stretch it out. So to, from, now, from now on, I want you to get rid of all your religious thinking. I want you to go, well, uh, no, God, I want to be blessed. God, I want to be, I, I, I want to be so, so, so blessed because I am in the house. I'm not building outside of the house. I'm building inside the house. Father, I just come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I, I, want, to, I want to thank you for Faith Life Church. I, I thank you that you have risen Faith Life Church in your kingdom for such a time as this. Father, Faith Life Church is in the right place at the right time in the right season. So Father, we are just asking right now that you extend our house. Father, that you extend Faith Life Church. Father God, that you extend the children's ministry, the youth ministry, the young adults ministry, the life group ministry, the hope dispenser ministry. Father God, that you do, Father with hope ink, and Father God, that everything about us that you would increase, that you would increase our worship. Father God, you, pro, you said in your word that, that you are going to give us a house in a prominent place for our church. Father, we just thank you. Father, we just thank you that you said in your prophetic word that we're going to have pressure of plenty. We thank you. So, Father, as Faith Life Church, increase our borders. Father, everything that COVID has stolen, everything that economy has stolen, Father, we are now no longer thinking about what was stolen, but, Father, we're thinking about the walls and we're thinking about doing them better, higher, and more influence. Father, I also just now pray for every family. Everybody that's listening to me over here, nationally and internationally, that God is saying to us, what is it that you want? What are your desires? What are your desires while living in my house? What are your desires as you are building my kingdom? So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, Father, you said in your word, that sorrow might last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Father, the night is over, it's the morning. Father, I declare and I decree that our night time is over 
and that our mourning has become. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our fuel. The joy of the Lord is our worship. The joy of the Lord infuses our faith. The joy of the Lord increases our health. The joy of the Lord increases our wealth. The joy of the Lord increases our, increases our finances, increases our favour, increases our influence. So Father, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, and amen. God bless you. Catch you next week.